Welcome to this episode of Libel on Fire. We were talking about the 60-40 portfolio. It was dead or not. What do you do during the retirement years? How do you make adjustments and changes as the economy continues to shift and change? Welcome to Label on Fire with Label Sternbach, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams as fast as possible with as little stress as possible. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Label on Fire. When we were together last week, we were talking about the 60-40 portfolio. We're wondering if it was dead or not. And as a thumbnail, what is the 60-40 portfolio and where does it stand right now, Libel? So the 60-40 portfolio is this ideal portfolio that has been held up as if you had an allocation and you allocated your money, 60% of it to stocks and equities and things that had ownership in a company, and then you allocated the remainder of your money, 40%, to things that were safer, right? That didn't have as much volatility as stocks like bonds that you would then in theory have a very stable portfolio that would produce the returns that you need over the lifetime of your retirement. And this goes along with that 4% rule that in theory, you shouldn't run out of money in retirement or you'll have enough money to live off of and not really worry about a change in lifestyle. And so it's heralded as the word looked upon as the ideal middle-of-the-road portfolio for retirees. I see. And when we were also talking, we got into the discussion about bonds, uh, stocks and bonds, and one could come away with the impression that you're not in favor of individual bonds. So I actually am. I love individual bonds. I just think that very few people know how to buy them or actually are invested in them. And let's talk about that, right? So an individual bond, I'm loaning an individual company money. And when I do that, there's the terms of the loan, just like when you got a mortgage on your house, right? They, you got it for 30 years, right? Or 15 years. And there was a certain amount of interest and hopefully it was a fixed rate. of. And so you had this payment that you were making on a regular basis to the bank and everyone, all parties involved knew what the terms were, right? And if you didn't pay them, the bank had the right to foreclose on you and collect from your assets. And in this case, like your house, but they could also come after other stuff if they wanted to, and they could repay that loan. And that's fundamentally how loans work, right? And bonds are just the same thing, but to corporations. Now, here's the interesting thing about bonds is that if I get a mortgage from the bank, I can't then sell that that's not assignable to my friend, right? My friend wants to buy my house. I can't have him just take over my mortgage. Most of the time, the bank doesn't allow that. Or with a bond, right? I can just sell that to anybody. Anybody can come up to me and say, I want to buy your bond. And then we can negotiate a price and I can sell it to them. So here's the interesting thing that happens is when interest rates start changing, people start negotiating and you usually end up having to give up. You sell it for a lower price than you paid for in order to get that return, right? Now here is where it gets it gets really crazy, right? Is that's fine and good. You loan a company money, you get your principal at the end, you get your interest while they hold on to your money, you're good, you're golden, right? I think that's great. There's There are individual risks, but those can be managed if you go out and buy and do your research. 
But most people were like, we don't want to do that. We don't have the time. We don't have the resources. We don't have the connections. We don't want to research a million different companies to find who's got the best bond. Instead, we outsourced it to companies and you got these ETF companies and mutual fund companies and these bond companies, these bond funds, where they aggregate all this together and they say, well, you can't pick the best bond. So we're going to get 30 of them or 100 of them. And we're going to pick it from all these companies and we're going to do that selection for you. We're going to deal with the buy, buying and selling of them. We're going to target a certain return. Now, here's the problem, right? The best thing about a bond, the thing that makes it less risky than equities is that you get your principal, but you only get your principal back if you hold on to the loan until maturity, until the loan terms come due and the person who you loan the money back, your money to gives you your money back. Until that day comes, you could all you could do is sell it to someone else. And that's what these bonds, bond funds do, do. Very rarely are they holding them until maturity. Most of the time, they're just buying and selling them to try to get a, a certain return. So in that regard, it's no different than equities, right? It's no different than day trading stocks to try to get a return. You're just doing it with a different instrument. And you're calling it less risky because it's something that has characteristics that would be less risky if you used it the way it's supposed to be. But which is a bond fund should be treated no differently than an equity fund, really no differently. In fact, it probably has more risks than equity because less people are trading it. So is there an alternative to the classic mainstay equity, if you will, a fixed income mix we've been used to for eons, I'll just say since the 90s, as you mentioned in our last episode, is there an alternative to that, sir? So I'm going to answer your question in two parts. So okay. first, I'm going to say the first question is, are there alternatives to bonds and bond funds? Is there something else that you can do that has that same safety that we've been told bonds are that they very clearly are not, right? Or that they're very hard to access. And the truth is that, yes, there are alternatives. There are other ways of getting that same safety, of getting a guaranteed return or getting a, a more less uh, a less volatile return with principal protection, because that's the primary reason why we go into bonds is that we don't want to lose money. We don't want to risk all of our money in order to get that return. And so there are very much alternatives to that. Some examples you probably heard, because I'm sure that everyone listening has gotten pitched this, is some kind of insurance or annuity contract. Yes. Those are the big alternatives. You also have bank CDs. Bank CDs for a long time couldn't give good returns. There's equity link CDs, but with interest rates on the rise, those are now a possibility. There are also all kinds of contracts like options and exchange traded notes and structured products. And there's all kinds of things that you can do where you can simulate that same kind of behavior, the behavior of, I want to participate in the market, but I don't wanna take on full equity risk. I don't wanna risk losing all my money. And there are, for every scenario that you can think of, there is someone on the other side who's willing to take that contract. So for instance, right now, my firm is doing a lot of business with something called uh, buffered notes and UITs, which are essentially what they'll do is this other company, like an insurance company, like an investment bank, they will say, okay, we will give you up to 20%. We will give you up to 20% of the upside of the market. But on the downside, we're going to eat the first 10% or the first 20%. So you it mimics that same kind of behavior that you want, not to the same degree that a bond is, not to the same degree that an annuity has, but it gives you that similar type of ability. 
without having to put the same kind of risks or the same kind of limitations that you have with annuity contracts or that you have with bonds. So there are definitely alternatives. Now, to answer your question of the 60-40, is there an alternative to 60-40? I would argue you should have never done the 60-40. That the 60-40 <laughs> was just hypothetical concept that we came up with that basically said, take one asset class that will that's a long-term asset class that will go up over time and then take another one that has less volatility and is more secure, combine them together, right? So that we have the type of stability and the type of risk that we want for our retirement. And I think that it's the job of every financial advisor, every money manager, our job is to make sure that we can read the tea leaves, that we look at the data and we create for you a portfolio that does what you want it to do. And you have different building blocks that you can build with. Equities and fixed income are just two of the building blocks but mm -hmm. you should use the different building blocks to create the experience that your clients want, that the people want to have, right? And every person is individual in what they want that experience to be, both subjectively and objectively, right? Subjectively, I don't want to wake up and see that I've lost you know, $20,000, $30,000 or whatever that number is, right? My wife has a different concept of what conservative to her, means to her. And we want to create an experience that works, right? And so for every person, that should be something unique. And then you have the objective, right? Objectively, I need to have a certain amount of money to maintain my lifestyle. I need to have enough. I need to make my assets grow a certain amount so that I don't run out of money in retirement. And we need to find the balance between those two so that we have the retirement, that we have the investments in the portfolio that we can live with, that we can sleep with at night, that doesn't keep us up. Or like the sleep mattress thing, that if I'm comfortable, <laughs> my wife is also comfortable, not that she's, it's at her expense. Like, okay, I get to sleep at night, but she's up at night all, all night because she's worried about the risks that we're taking on. So oh I, I think that is my take on the 60-40 and how I think you should address it. So what do you do during the retirement years? How do you make adjustments and changes as the economy continues to shift and change? So I think that there are two fundamental concepts that I really like employing. The first is what I call layers of protection, right? So we can't predict the future. I, I spend my life looking at the data to try to predict the future. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we don't have a crystal ball that's going to be 100% correct. We don't have a crystal ball that was going to tell us that Russia was going to invade Ukraine or that Ukraine would be able to withstand it. No one thought that would happen. But yet, that's the world that we live in. The consequences of that with the Russia cutting off gas to Europe and now Europe actually looking at the potential that they may have people going cold during the winter and they're trying to figure out how to survive that. That's something that no one could have predicted, right? These events will happen and they happen on a fairly regular basis. So what we need is layers of protection. That's number one. So we need to have things that aren't really correlated with each other that will provide us protection so that if one of our layers of protection fail, the other one will work for us. People, a lot of people think there's a 60-40 provided that layer of protection that you had equities and you had bonds and they don't work together. So therefore they're the same protection. They offer protection, but that's not the case when you know that they're gonna both have things happening at the same time. We knew interest rates were gonna go up and we know that the Fed is trying to bring on a correction because there's been basically too much money in the economy, which is inflation. So we have those things that we knew they were going to come. So that's another thing. That's part two is you got to read the tea leaves and say, okay, the longstanding beliefs that we had are changing. The future is not going to look like the past. And so we need to make sure 
that the assumptions we have in our portfolio and the investments that we're doing are forward looking, not backwards looking, right? Lots of advisors will give you these reports and these analysis and they'll say, look at how I did over the last 20 years. Great. How will you do over the next 20 years? That's my question. I don't care about the last 20 years. I know what happened, right? I lived it. Now what's going to happen in the future? That is the real question. We need to be able to survive what's coming tomorrow. And don't tell me that tomorrow is going to look like the past. 20 years ago, I didn't have an iPhone. I didn't have a computer that I can put in my pocket. I didn't even dream that I would be able to have something that powerful. But that's the reality we live in, that we have kids who can't put down their damn phones and that they don't like talking to people. You told me that 20 years ago. I wouldn't have believed you. And that's the truth. That's our reality today. And uh, you're telling this is a great case for living with financial anxiety. How can we get more information about the 6040 bond stocks and annuities? So if you go to my website, yieldsforyou.com, I've got classes, I've got guides, I've got resources. And of course, if you want to attend one of our upcoming classes, or if you just want to talk to me or one of my team members, go ahead, book an appointment. We're more than happy to take a look at what you have going on, answer any questions you have. This is just something that we do for the community to help you guys retire and stay retired and live the life of your dreams. It's interesting. You said something about reading the tea leaves and in closing, do you think it'll snow tomorrow in New York? If we go with the accuracy of the of the weather <laughs> forecasters, right, it's what they're right less than 50 percent of the time. Listen, I think I'd do a better job than that, but there I have you go. no idea. <laughs> That's Leibel Sternbach, the author of the book, the best-selling book from Amazon, Living with Financial Anxiety, and also the book Authenticity, yields4u.com, yields the number four, the letter U.com. I'm Freddie Bell, and this is Libel on Fire. If you would like to see how the Yields for You team can help you get off the Wall Street roller coaster and save you money on taxes so you can live the life of your dreams, book an appointment online at yieldsforyou.com. That's yieldsforyou.com. Or call 410 914 4894. That's 410-914-4894. Yields for You is a registered investment advisor in the state of New York and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of any offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Content should not be viewed as legal or tax advice. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation.